You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. ดูเล่นเพนเดติกฟุตบอลพอดแคสต์แบรนด์เออไอแอมยูร์ฮัมเบิลโฮสต์พีทโรเจอร์สจอยน์ไปดิมิสเตอร์อินเดพินเดนท
that way it's i don't know maybe taking the hits out of it makes it a little I, more exciting i think that's putting us right back where we are right now yeah it's true um, yeah but but i but i think that's what most of the solutions are going to get you because the nfl is just so special because it's so violent and fast right. well it's just and like the the whole tyler eifert thing of like a couple of years ago where he like broke his ankle and had to get surgery on his ankle during the pro bowl like that's he injured himself at the pro bowl you know it's you're right is the risk the risk of hurting yourself is not worth the pro bowl um so clearly uh, that was our failed attempt at trying to fix the pro bowl uh because it's unfixable and uh when and no offense personally to mitchell trubisky but when mitchell trubisky is gets a pro bowl nod it really does just legitimize like the whole thing all pro is where it's at even third team all pro is like amazing right and so the question is like question is do you just do away with the pro bowl altogether and and i because i bet you i bet you if you made that weekend before super bowl weekend something that was like college players related like draft related then people would tune in then you're gonna get like good showing good outings because people you know because like the college guys are all trying to get recognized get their name out there and the pro bowl is such a stupid compet like but indication of in skill you, anyways if we didn't get enough like a boatload of new information about the people's 40 times and how much they bench pressed and what drills they were going to participate in. The off season would be just completely unbearable. It would be. Well, I'm saying, but I'm saying like, what's the, what don't they have like a college bowl that's like hosted by Reese's that like happens before now. <laughs> I don't know. We need, this is where we need Jordan and his draft offensive lineman expertise to, to yeah. chime in about how that whole draft process is. Um, anyways, that was my, that was, I was just, yet again, the Pro, Pro Bowl went unwatched. And so it's like, well, how do you fix that? And the answer is you don't, or you just get rid of it and just do all pros because all pros is just a much better way of doing it than a Pro Bowl. Like I, 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 I don't grade a player based on their Pro Bowl appearances. You know, it's, I it's like them playing good. for the first round pick. I think that's probably, that's pretty good. And that that would get people to like be invested. Like what? It would be the Cardinals and the Niners, Giants. I don't who's, know who's the who, who who. Oh, stats and information. Get to work. Still got and one game left, Pete. So not, I know the Cardinals are one. Um, San Francisco 49ers. Well, and the Jets and the Raiders are all tied with the same record. So you'd have to have those three teams battle it out to see who played the Cardinals. No, but clearly by draft Brown order. Robin. Round Robin. It's a whole tournament. It's a whole tournament to figure out who gets the number one pick. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah. That would be good. Uh, all right. Well, today, this is this week is the, obviously the week before the Super Bowl. So, thus, it's our Super Bowl 50, what are we, three? Quickly reading Roman numerals. Uh, preview. Welcome, everyone. Da, 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 da. Just Clark and I to do this, but we're going to kill it because we're good at it. That's great. It's going to be an efficient show this week. It's going to be tight like a yeah. toy guy. Uh, we're going to talk about what each team needs to do to win. We're going to maybe have some bold predictions, maybe a little Super Bowl MVP chatter. Um, and then I have a super scientific way, and I actually don't have my super scientific way on me right now, but I'll figure it out during the podcast of uh, determining who's going to win. And it's not just flipping a coin. I can promise you that. Do you have an animal who's going to predict who wins? Because if not, I'm going to be very disappointed. Now. I wish I had an animal that would predict the wind. Uh, the win. If I had, a, if I had a dog at this point, that's why I do it. We could get your doggo to do it. He's not. 
we tried this year and against the spread, his numbers were terrible. Mm, damn. So. Damn, that's that's a bummer. That's crushing. Uh, all right, well, let's start. Let's jump right into the preview then. Uh, after we've rambled for enough uh, intro time, so let's start with uh, the St. Louis. Excuse me, the Los Angeles Rams. My apologies, everyone from all those five fans from LA uh, who are offended by that. Uh, they're Carter, offended now. They're. Off- <laughs> we'll see what? after the Super Bowl. How? Yeah, we'll see how they're how they're feeling. Uh, what do, what do the Rams need to do in order to win Super Bowl 53 and come home with the uh, Lombardi trophy? I was I was thinking about this and you know the the first thought is well you can't boat race the Patriots because they're just going to you know they they're as good as you are and, and they're just going to be able to score. Uh felt really stupid when I remembered uh, the Super Bowl from last year uh where someone did successfully boat race it's the true. Patriots uh but I think that we have to have Aaron Donald and uh and Dominican Sue just dominate and let everybody else drop back uh, with like two deep safety underneath man. And you just got to hope because. Uh. Yeah. I, it's so funny because my, my old adage, my go-to is like, well, if you want to beat Brady, you got to get pressure up the middle. And I've seen like 700 articles leading up to the Super Bowl all being like, everyone knows if you want to beat Brady, beat Brady you have to go pressure up the middle but that's just like how you beat every quarterback so you know let's think of something creative and special uh very true to beat one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen you just have to play really well you just gotta be good but you're right I mean if if the Rams have a chance of winning like that was the that was the template that the Eagles and the Giants did uh in order to beat the Patriots uh is you rush four guys those four guys get home and then you're able to drop whatever it is. Let me quickly do math. Eight people in coverage. Uh, and, and you're able to kind of lock down and you have a more cohesive zone or, or man back in, in your secondary. It's going to be all Sue and Donald, too. I did see in a little interesting factoid um, for Nuggets that were dropping. Dante Fowler in like his three games against the Patriots with the Jags has been has been very effective for whatever reason against the Patriots. And so some people were like, oh, Dante Fowler breakout game, which who knows? But ultimately, you're right. Like the Rams are going to win if Aaron Donald and and Dominican Sue, Dante Fowler, their defensive line can get home uh, and get pressure consistently. For me, the Rams, the best way that they can win is on the flip side on offense is winning their one on ones. The Pats defense uh, during the playoffs has become much more of this like uh, set up at the line of scrimmage, press off the line, super physical corners, and you're rushing, you know, bringing anywhere between five and seven guys. And, and you're just playing man coverage with single high safety who often bounces to the, to the other team's most uh, elite receiver or number one option. So if, if like people like Brandon cooks, if people like Robert Woods and, um, and uh, who's the guy who replaced Cooper cup, is it Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. Nice. Yeah. Well done, sir. If I those work guys, with someone named Josh Reynolds. So super easy for me to remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> if those guys can win, off the line of scrimmage, then I think you're then Jared Goff and that quick twitch offense is going to be able to work effectively and be very good and kind of get the ball out before the blitz has come. But that defense or that offense is so constructed on timing uh, and and quick throws and quick reads and getting guys open that I think if you're able to disrupt that from the cornerback position, that pressure can get home. And if you rattle Goff early then I think it can kind of compound on itself and get that ball rolling. And suddenly now Goff maybe isn't as comfortable in the pocket or as, uh, as comfortable moving forward. 
Yeah, and I feel like what the Patriots do well to to move on to what they need to do is they really seem to be willing to give you five yards over and over and over again, understanding that you're going to screw up eventually. And the Rams offense, like the Chiefs offense, is predicated on a whole lot of getting that guy a half a step and then Tyree Hill's gone for 85 yards. And the Patriots down the stretch have been doing a really good job of not giving that guy the half a step. The Rams have kind of gotten away from this already this year because, it, you know, in the playoffs doesn't seem to be working as well, but they're not running those jet sweeps. Teams aren't jumping out into their fakes as much. We saw New Orleans play a really disciplined game on defense. Uh, and so I'm wondering if – put all your money on the Rams because I just don't think there's any – I don't think they have any chance. So I know. I'm, I'm so nervous because coming from last year where I was like – going into that Super Bowl very cocky and like, oh my God, how the F is Nick Foles going to uh, going to take down the Patriots? Um, and then uh, he took down the Patriots. And speaking of misdirection and clever play design not working against the Patriots, again, sounds super again. smart. <laughs> A-plus analysis from this podcast uh, is what you look for. No, I totally agree with you. Like, it's, it's very difficult for me to think that the Rams – are going to win this game but the but if you look at kind of big name guys on their roster who can make big plays at the right time they've got those guys in spades right we saw that in the chiefs game where they that offense was making big plays every other you know every other throw every other run every other touch of the football and then you had guys like aaron donalds who we talked who we've already talked about just like completely disrupting you know, the, the chiefs offense. And if they can bring that template to the Patriots, I mean, this is exactly what we saw is how the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. And and so my, if we're onto what the Patriots need to do, I mean, it's, it's kind of a joke, but, but it's true. Uh, let Aaron Donald make his big disruptive play in the first half. Like, you know, he's got that in him, you know, Aaron Donald's going to make one like table turning play where he beats a double team in a matter of seconds, gets to Brady and knocks his arm, balls comes out, Rams recover, you know, 20 yards away from their end zone. Let's have that happen like the first quarter so that it's not a game-sealing play because that's what happened. Brandon Graham had it, did it to seal the Super Bowl last year when Brady had whatever it was, a minute and some change to go down the field. And at that point, you were like, unless this defense does anything, you know, it's going to be a touchdown, Patriots are going to win. So uh, if the Patriots are going to win, let's let's let the big defensive plays come in that first half. Uh, but more so, it's it's doing what they've done all this playoffs, which is establishing the run and relying on the run. Uh, Sony Michelle has been great. James White they viewed in, intermittently along with uh, Sexy Rexy, and I think if you're able to get that defensive line moving laterally, side to side with maybe some zone reads and and kind of tiring them out, tie them down. Then suddenly when you go to pass, when you do your quick passing and all of that kind of stuff, they're a lot more tired. You're not as fresh and you're not getting getting after the quarterback as quickly or as easily. Yeah, and the Patriots throw to their backs a ton, but I don't think they – they run some screens, but they don't run a ton of screens. So it's kind of a trickier – it's not like they're trying to defeat the pass rush by running screens, but they're just so good at getting a matchup with James White and throwing it to him quickly. And they don't even have to do the, like, trying to fool the defensive tackle. Like, they're just throwing it 15 yards away. Right. So they're, they're just eliminating that position. Yeah. But you – oh, but Aaron Donald, you know, that's one of those – That's the thing is he <laughs> – He's, he's tough. Just, yeah. He is tough. And he's one of those freak people who can, who can like, shed the block of, a, of an offensive lineman, 
get five steps down the field, almost hit Brady, recognize that it's a screen, then like stop his whole forward momentum, turn his body, and somehow still make a play on the ball or on James White. Like he terrifies me from a purely disruptive standpoint and as someone who could easily take this game over. So I guess we'll we'll segue that nicely since we did since you already had an excellent segue from what the Rams need to do to what the Patriots need to do. We'll continue our ex- excellent seg segues which are always best when you uh, point them out. The, yeah, the more you talk about it generally the better. Right. It's like a good joke. If you explain the joke then clearly great joke. Right. Uh Segue that into Super Bowl MVPs. If it's if it's not going to be Brady or if it's not going to be Jared Goff, it seems like Aaron Donald would be for the Rams at the very least the the kind of shoe in for for Super Bowl MVP. I'm going to go Hearts and Minds voters for C.J. Anderson. Ooh, just because you know seems well, unlikely, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> I mean, that is a bold strategy. What uh, what would CJ Anderson? What do you think he would have to do in order to in order to win Super Bowl MVP? I mean, not to take what he's done this playoffs lightly, but he just has to continue doing what he's done in the run up to the Super Bowl. Uh, True. I mean, the Rams won a close one, you know, twenty one to to nineteen, and CJ Anderson has one hundred and twenty yards and two touchdowns. I mean, the Riders will be salivating for those stories. Now that has to be like a twenty, like a plus twenty five hundred. I know that's what I was trying to look at. I was trying to find the odds for for Super Bowl MVP. Let's see if I can just stats and information can bring it up. I mean, what's Tom Brady like minus two hundred or something? Bet a thousand to win ten dollars. That, my friends, is a good not a bad bet either. I mean, get that ten dollars. Brady is plus one twenty five. Wow. Uh, Jared Goff is plus 250. Then you've got Todd Gurley is plus 1,000. CJ Anderson plus 1,600. Aaron Donald plus 1,800. Sony Michelle plus 1,200. Sony Michelle was my my underrated guy for the Patriots because I could easily see Sony Michelle putting like a, a, a three touchdown performance where r- rushing for like, you know, whatever, 80 yards. But every time they get into the red zone, they're just like, here, Sony, take the ball. Who else do I like? Let's see what plus one twenty five for Tom. Yeah, that's that, nuts. That is nuts, and I don't even really understand betting, but I'm sure that's nuts. Uh, James Devlin, you guys. I mean, I'm not saying this is the best way to make money, but James Devlin is currently plus forty thousand. It's pretty good. Uh, James Devlin catches what ten balls for. 75 yards and two touchdowns. Brady throws two interceptions to go along with those two touchdowns and has like a decent, you know, maybe, maybe 280, two touchdowns and two picks. James Devlin accounts for 80 of those yards. Could you see it happening? Sure. <laughs> Hope springs eternal, Pete. <laughs> good. Good. I'm just, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're with me, Clark. I'm glad that you're on board with this, uh, this narrative that James, we're going to make. This is how we're going to get a uh, an RB one RB one podcast TV show and set piece, and all of us in the same location is we're going to bet our all of our worth on James Devlin winning Super Bowl MVP, and it's going to happen, and we're going to become millionaires, and suddenly we'll be broadcast on national television because we can't because we own. As long the as we have a Wayne's World like setup where mm. our set our studio set just looks exactly like the old basement, then I'm fine. Perfect. Perfect. Sorry, Pete. Wayne's World was a movie that came out a long time ago. Oh, it was really good. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I, who was in that? Michael Myers from like the Halloween movies. Yes, got it, got it. I didn't realize that was so. It was like a, it was like one of those cross-platform Halloween universe movies. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Of course, I know Wayne's World's a great movie. Uh, you have a bold prediction. You have some bold predictions for the Super Bowl. I, I, I feel like the Rams have no chance. So the Rams are definitely going to win. Bold. That's my bold prediction. That's very bold. That's a very bold prediction. I was I kind of on the flip side. I I'm I could see this game not being close, which is probably just like egotistical cocky Patriots fan being like, "Well, also it's because I'm like hope in classic RB1 podcast fashion that I can speak something into existence because yeah. um you know, I've watched a lot of Super Bowls, and my stress level fluctuates a lot, so it would be great if this game wasn't really close right from the get-go. Uh, but I, I I could easily see the narrative of what happened to the Rams last year against the Falcons, where just a couple of mistakes happen early in the game. You know, maybe the Patriots are able to get pressure on Goff early. Maybe they pick him off once. Uh, maybe girly fumbles or they have a, a miscue on special teams or something, you know, a couple of bad things go wrong in the first quarter, maybe first half. And it just kind of puts them into a hole where they aren't, re- aren't ready to, to quickly to come back from it. Uh, I could see this being maybe similar to, to the Broncos uh, Panthers Super Bowl. Where like everyone was like, "Whoa, Panthers, watch out!" MVP Cam Newton, and then the Broncos pretty sing- pretty handedly, even with the corpse of Peyton Manning, solved that game. Yeah, we have been spoiled with some very interesting Super Bowls lately, and uh, our younger folks may forget the Super Bowl used to just be an effing horrible finale to the season for like a decade and a half, like worse uh, than the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> we're kind of due for a stinker. Uh, you know, you brought you mentioned the the Broncos and the the Panthers that everyone was excited about, and that game was over in the yeah, first quarter. That uh, game was, and I'd be happy. I'd be happy for that similar result, or or dare I say, Broncos Seahawks, where Peyton Manning yeah. throws a couple back breaking interceptions. Uh, oh, Malcolm Smith, MVP, yeah. James Devlin. If the first snap goes over your head, oh, that's yeah. just doesn't bode not, well. Doesn't bode. But that's what I'm saying. I could easily see those kinds of miscues happen to the rams and that's not that's not to say that they're not a well-coached team or that they're not like severe uh immensely talented and i think i think sean mcveigh deserves every ounce of uh of, of praise that he's gotten to get this team to this point i just uh something tells me that this game could be over very quickly but then again like you said this game could also go down to the wire and Aaron Donald makes his big play in the fourth quarter. I feel like a not at all bold prediction is that I will fall asleep during this game for sure. I'm planning on ribs and queso and I haven't been drinking a lot lately. So probably a couple of pops and I don't think that I see that's going to do it. Daddy water going to put you under. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you hosting people? I don't know. Uh, I'm coming back from out of town on that oh. Sunday, and we've been invited some places. And then my youthful exuberance in the middle of the week, I feel like, yeah, that'd be great. But I feel like on Sunday, I'm not going to want to do. Especially that. if you're coming back from summer. Don't people know what Sunday's all about? Yeah. What the I, I am not really interested in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. I just. <laughs> 
I mean, credit to so you. Good. You're the one. You're the one at the very onset when we first started when the wild card was happening. We have you on record being like muttering under your breath, the Pitchers are going to win the Super Bowl. And hey, what do you know? They beat the Chargers and they and they beat the Chiefs in in Arrowhead to make it to the Super Bowl. I have. Uh, I'm also upset because my super 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 bold prediction now is going to be too bold. Uh, which was that Brady's going to retire when they after the they win the Super Bowl, but he's already gone on a record saying there's zero percent chance that he does that win or lose. But maybe that's just what we like to call in the business a red herring. And really, he will retire after the uh, end of the Super Bowl. Another not so bold prediction: uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo spend an awkward amount of time talking about how they feel obliged to talk about the Saints Rams game. Oh yeah, like that'll Ooh. be how they talk about it. Is they talk about how they have to talk about it because I don't do really social media or just media anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's been still very hot topic. Uh, oh yeah, do you have do you have thoughts thoughts for that since you missed last week's episode? It's, it's a horrible bullshit call and happens too frequently. And well, what do you what do you how do you feel about the fact that four out of the six referees were from the Southern California area? I don't, that doesn't matter. (laughs) I feel like probably 95% of the things that you could go, but what about this? I would think it does not matter. They just did a crappy job. But what if they, uh, it's on record that they received bribes from Sean McVay in order to not call that. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be, that would be some real FIFA esque (laughs) stuff. I mean, that's the only thing the NFL is missing right now. Isn't, aren't we, aren't we? And I, and I am, it's ironic that I'm the one bringing this up, but don't you feel like we we're due for a controversy Super Bowl weekend? Like, don't you just feel like it? I feel like there's no way that the Patriots can to, can make it to the grand stage without some sort of uh, ridiculous controversy stumbling up. I mean, it was the it was the for a hot second the discussion that oh the overtime rules should be changed, which is dumb. Already already said my two cents on that, but I feel like there's I feel like Goodell's got something in his back pocket for when the Patriots win this game he's going to be like on the stage handing the mvp trophy to james devlin and being like by the way james i bet you didn't know that we have a record of bill belichick taking pictures of the other team's locker room to know what number each player is wearing ahead of time and he drops the mic walking away sure <laughs> sure uh, yeah. <laughs> i'm telling you it's gonna happen i mean there'll be something because there has to i mean they, have they gotta get you spell. They you gotta know, get they you need through. those clicks. They need them clicks. They gotta get you through the the tireless uh, off season. I mean, if they just talked about the game, how many fans would they lose, Pete? Oh God, so many. I mean, the, you're not an NFL fan. Or... You're not an NFL fan for the football. You're an NFL fan for the drama. Right. I mean, come on. This is this is America's number one. Uh, reality show i want to know what that long snapper thinks about blue lives matters not what the score was oh god no oh who cares about scores uh are you ready for our super effective super magical uh 100 correct coin flip yeah uh yeah this is how we're going to determine who wins the super bowl it is uh always been right i don't know if that's true or not but we're going to call it uh we'll say heads is the patriots since that's what matthew slater calls all the time and he wins most of the time uh, and tails is the Ram. So drum roll, please. I'm flipping it now on this virtual coin toss app and it lands. Oh, I think it landed heads. 
I didn't see the actual animation, so I thought that I thought that it hadn't done anything, but it tells me it's heads. So I feel uh, like it's just safe to assume it was heads. Yeah, it's heads. It's heads. So the the rigged coin is in the Patriots' favor. Yeah, classic. The the app makers clearly dislike. What's the other team? It doesn't matter. I just <laughs> need to. I just need to make sure that I understand how to make the argument. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter who they are. Uh, cool beef. One thing I've been, I've really enjoyed, I've worked out a schedule where I work a couple of days from home, mm-hmm. and I work at a nerd porium. I work at a video game company where I am an analyst, so I have like one of the most boring jobs at one of the potentially most fun places in the world, and every year, all of the video game nerds get to talk about how they don't enjoy the Super Bowl for the football and enjoy it for the commercials, it has just been so nice not to have to listen to that shit for two weeks because no <laughs> one cares that you don't care, right? True. Like, I mean, it's it's like it it's like head. yeah, it, that is turning it on its head. You know that what makes... I say when a new Marvel movie comes out and you said it was great? I said I'm glad that makes you happy. I don't need to talk about how it's the same fucking movie as the last one you saw. I don't need to shit on what you like. So, come on, but, nerds. But they're just, all. But they, but they all die. It's fine. What if people? I'm glad that it brings people joy. You know, it's you're just being the bigger guy, and that's you know what that's that's something that I feel like is uh, not appreciated in today's day and age. Like letting people be their, themselves, Clark. You you are on the the forefront of this progressive thinking, and I applaud you for it. I feel lucky that I just only had to go see Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was good. It was fine. They're all fine. <laughs> They're all fine. They're all, I mean, like, they're some are definitely better than others. Some are better than others. Let's well, Logan was. I cried Logan was during Logan, but I've always had a soft spot. Logan was amazing. Holy shit, that was a good movie. Um, that to to completely go against your point of not talking about commercials. To continue talking about the Marvel Universe. Oh yeah. I mean, we could spend the the next thirty minutes of the podcast talking about the Marvel Universe. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see how the commercials pan out this year i feel like and this could be entirely just my own lack of paying attention because the patriots are always in these close games and i tend to distance myself from watching anything in order to conceal my emotions and pretend that i don't care about anything um which when i'm whatever x number of beers deep and the patriots are down 10 will be true uh, but I, I feel like there haven't been really any like noticeable or notable excuse me uh ads or commercials in a long time and i I, I, i'm looking forward to to a stretch of i'm hopefully looking forward to a stretch of some very good commercials this year well we've reached peak being offended which usually means comedy is almost unobtainable that's true i mean ever since the sharks complain about left shark that was the last good thing to come out of a super bowl not game that i remember uh yeah, that's fair. Left Shark was incredible. That was a beautiful. Oh, so good. That whole beautiful. thing with Katy Perry, I was really pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you know what I'm not pleasantly surprised or excited about? Fucking Maroon Five. I wondered why everyone was talking about Maroon Five all of a sudden, and lo and Garbage. behold, apparently they're playing in the Super Bowl. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. <laughs> that being said, I had this discussion with someone earlier earlier in the week. It is rather impressive the the career that that band has had given the fact, I mean, they like, when did this love comes out and you maybe aren't, maybe I need Jordan on the podcast to consult with me here. <laughs> maybe you need someone 
younger. On the, is that what you're trying to insinuate? Because <laughs> it's true. Like yeah, I know you're I'm for 105, but <laughs> but you look great for 105. Clicks. Because um, that came out in like high school slash maybe even middle school for me or high school. I, was say, like, I thought Maroon Five was came out when I was in high school. Yeah, they're fucking old and they're still That's sticking insane. around. So I give them, gotta give them props in today's day and age where where music bands and and film stars and anyone who's a celebrity has their like short window of fame. Anyone who can milk that for as long as you, as long as you can, I'm always impressed. I, I give a standing ovation, but then I also don't want to listen to you at the Super Bowl halftime show. So that'll be when I mute you uh, and go eat all of the yeah. pot roast that I'm making. So CBS has a really shitty online delivery system, and I don't have cable. So I'm Ooh. wondering if I'm going to have to go and get a digital. And you don't want to go to a bar for cable. that. No. Super Bowl at a bar is not fun. No. Yeah, because no, then no. you got to deal with both Listeners, if you have suggestions, uh, send them in. Yeah, hit Clark up with suggestions of how he can uh, successfully rip the Super Bowl. But legally, of course, uh, yeah. CBS, come on to the podcast if you want to help us out. CBS, stream things online because that's kind of where the industry is going. It makes sense. I feel like – well, I will say the NFL has been – through their NFL app has streamed all the playoff games. I doubt that they're going to do the Super Bowl, but they've been doing all the playoff games, so maybe they'll do the Super Bowl. Through what NFL app? Through like the mobile NFL app. Huh. Yeah. That's how I watched like half the games was just like on my iPad. I've had to sign up for CBS's one-week trial of streaming live games like three times. Under 10 different emails. Yes. <laughs> Running out of Apple IDs here. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I am excited, though, that Tony Romo gets to call a Super Bowl. Yes, that will be nice. That will be very uh, nice, as opposed to Troy Buck. Uh, Troy Buck. I just call yes. him Troy Buck because the two of them are one one human in my mind. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Al Michaels-Tony Romo experience on the on the national Super Bowl biggest stage. Uh, Al Michaels? Not Al Michaels. Oh, Nance. Okay. Jim Nance. That's Not right. – no disrespect to Jim Nance, but if it was Al Michaels and Tony Romo, that oof, it's kind of a power team. Match made in heaven. That's like uh, Bruce Willis and Lonnie. I don't know. Fuck it, I lost it. I had something. I lost it. And I'm sure it was a reference that I was not going to get. So it was, it was going to be something that <laughs> was mustache appropriate for you. Oh, uh, perfect, perfect. That back, which I enjoy. Well, this is getting shaved as soon as the Super Bowl is over. That's the deal I have with Becca. She she's not the biggest fan of it, but I have gotten a lot of compliments on it. So it's always, but it's always men, always men who don't have facial hair compliment me on it. So same way I, when I don't have facial hair, compliment men with beards. You want what you can't have. Yeah, clearly, it's the way the world works. Uh, well, they're really shitty Super Bowl though. Go Patriots! I think we've yeah. come so far. We meaning everyone, not in New England. People have come so far with hating the Patriots that I'm starting to pick it up on the back end of hipstering it. It's like Ooh, nice. so many people are against it. I'm kind of for it. Nice. It's a counterculture. It. Yeah, you so, you no support pass. the Patriots before it was cool is what you're saying. Right. The second time. The second time. You Right. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. It is, it is quite amazing to me the visceral hate that people have for the Patriots. Yeah. And you think it'd be easier to step back and be like, yes, screw the Patriots, but wow, you got to really give it to them. Right. No. But no, 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 no. Any kind of compliment that you give the Patriots is immediately followed with like 700 asterisks and being like, wow, they cheated. Wow, Tom Brady's a dick. Wow, Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. 
It's like, all right, look, you can hate the Patriots. He's a little wooden, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. He's a dick. Uh, <laughs> like, you can hate the Patriots, but you can also like appreciate and respect just the excellence that they've been for the last decades plus two decades. I mean, I, for whatever reason, anytime I watch him, hate LeBron. Just can't stand him. But I can appreciate the fact that. The man has been the best player in the NBA since he came into the league as a high schooler. Like, you got to give the guy credit for that. Yeah. Um, and he's a stand-up guy. I mean, uh, Brady, can we say the same thing about that? Well, we're not so sure. But I don't think I know anything about Brady except he's married to Giselle. And that's well, like, I, all right, plus I one. know a lot of things about Brady. We hang out a lot. <laughs> I'm sure. So. Being in New England, you know, I mean, more you know, than anyone needs when we to know. when all of us New Englanders get together at Mark Wahlberg's house, we for all your, hang, we all for hang your out. Man, cold chowder. Oh my know? god, it's fucking delicious! <laughs> it's the best fucking chowder you ever got. Uh, excellent. Well, there's the best Super Bowl uh, preview you're ever gonna get. So we're both picking the Patriots, right? I mean, right, naturally. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna not pick the Patriots I said that six times. Sorry, but. Yeah. <laughs> You just want to go on record that you are a Patriots fan. You are you are uh, want it like to be it. known since Nick I'm, is not here on the podcast. You are going to revel in the Super Bowl when Nick can't because he's now a 49ers fan. After it was cool, before it was cool, and then after that, that's when I jumped on. I don't think anything more needs to be said. It's perfect clarity right there. Boom. Finger guns. Uh, are finger <laughs> Finger guns always get the point across. Uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher. Um, and those are the only two ways to get the podcast. So those are the only two places you can subscribe. I guess SoundCloud too, if you want to. Uh, rate, review, give us five stars. Uh, tell us what you're looking forward to uh, for the Super Bowl. What is your game day preparation? What is uh, one bold prediction you have? Hit us up on Twitter at RB1 Podcast with those. Uh, we'll retweet and share. So, you know. Like a little little bonding experience, like a little little get to know you. Uh, you can follow myself at PDM Rogers, follow Clark at NFL Clark, uh, and we will be back at you next week to recap the football game that just occurred, probably, and then maybe talk some offseason stuff. Hopefully, some crazy shit happens this offseason because there's been a lot of rumors, and if some shit doesn't go down, I would be thoroughly disappointed. But until then, let's go, Pats, and peace. <laughs>